Hey y'all, welcome to the I Am Cannabis Sativa podcast. I am your host, Cannabis Sativa. If you're currently a medical marijuana patient and would like to tell your story and be featured on the podcast, feel free to email me at Sativa at gmail.com. Here, I hope you guys are having a very good one. Um, so I wanted to sort of report on this story and sort of talk about this story. Um, I, I feel it's important because, um, Maryland's, um, medical marijuana program has really been picking up steam. And although there are sort of imperfections with the program in regards to it not including enough diverse, um, groups of people and, um, it's sort of just being a being paid to play for the most part and not really allowing craft cannabis it's not stopping that program in Maryland's program from booming and and gaining a lot of patience um i wouldn't be surprised if they have over 100,000 by now despite it only being around for a few years and edibles um are supposed to be released pretty soon so Let's read this article and talk about it. Okay, so it's from the Washington Post. A bigger crop. Why Maryland's medical pot growers are adding more plants. Warwick, Maryland. The air inside SunMed growers sprawling $10 million, $10 million marijuana grow house was thick with the citrusy aroma of freshly harvested lemon skunk. Outside, heavy machinery cleared land for about 30,000 additional plants. Holy mackerel, Batman. <laughs> this is tripling for medical, said the owner, Jake Van Wingerden, a former chairman of the Maryland Wholesale Medical Cannabis Trade Association, we're ready to double again if recreational comes along. After a rocky start, Maryland's medical cannabis industry is expanding. Cultivators across the state are dramatically adding capacity to meet the needs of patients flooding the market and to potentially service the recreational users in the future. Industry analysts predicted that the market would gross $60 million in sales by its third year, but by the end of its first year in December, purveyors' gross sales surpassed $96 million. Then lawmakers authorized the sale of edible cannabis products. Everything is falling into place, said Kevin Goldberg, co-founder of Greenleaf Medical, a Frederick-based cultivating, processing, and dispensary company that sells high-end medical cannabis products. Three new growers are setting up shop alongside the 15 businesses that secured cultivating licenses three years ago. Regulators are expected to approve another four growing licenses by the end of the month, bringing the total to 22. This week, Van Winderden will host a SunMed tour for politicians trying to devise what a regulated adult use market should look like and determine how much of it should be modeled on the state's medical marijuana program which was approved in 2013 but did not begin sales until late 2017 i know that feel um when massachusetts voted for medical in 2012 we didn't have the first dispensaries open until 2015 and we still only really have about 53 54 medical dispensaries 
and we're still being charged 15 per gram. So I, I, I know what, I know what foot dragging looks like and it's, it's, it's not good, but, um, it's great that Maryland is picking up the pace and they're seeing that they have to really meet demand and really expand options. You know, even if it's just for money, they're seeing that they have to deliver for the people in a sense. And, I wish I wish the Massachusetts program would have that same sense of urgency, but here we are. A successful and stable medical cannabis industry could buttress arguments that Maryland is ready to embrace recreational legalization, an option that is gaining appeal in some circles as a way to finance the state's landmark education plan. Brian Lopez, who chairs the Maryland Medical Cannabis Commission, said he believes growers are adding capacity in in anticipation of the adult use coming. Among other things, lawmakers are weighing how to structure a recreational cannabis industry so that it it would displace the existing black market, prevent a spike in underage use, and generate enough tax revenue to make it worthwhile to help communities disproportionately impacted in the past by marijuana-related arrests. Matt Darren, co-founder and chief operating officer of Grassroots Cannabis, said Marylanders have embraced the use of marijuana for medical purposes more quickly than residents in 10 other states in which the company operates. Wow. He said that he believes the difference stems partially from social shifts. People have become more comfortable requesting the drug and doctors are recommending it. But Maryland has also crafted a patient-friendly program, Darian said, which compared to elsewhere has a more generous list of conditions that qualify for treatment. We're hustling to expand our operation and production, said Darian, whose company is tripling growing space in its warehouse in Taney Town, east of Frederick, near the Pennsylvania border. Regulators noted that there is still substantial room for growth in the medical cannabis market in Maryland, which opened 82 dispensaries across the state in less than two years. In most states, medical marijuana patients account for 1-4% to of the population, said William C. Tinberg, the Cannabis Commission's Director of Policy and Governmental Affairs. In Maryland, the 70,000 registered patients represent a little more than 1% of the state's residents. In theory, that means that the medical marijuana market could quadruple. The commission is overwhelmed this spring with about 1,200 patient inquiries a day on top of the 300 applications to become a registered patient. An onslaught so great that the agency purchased a emergency call center to deal with it. Again, I wish Massachusetts would have the sense of urgency. As the industry expands, it also it is also working to remedy problems, namely that minority-owned companies were largely shot out during the first round of licensing. For the round of business approvals underway, the Cannabis Commission identified 61 disadvantaged zip codes and awarded an extra 75 points to applicants from those areas, provided they meet other socioeconomic and residency requirements. Existing growers said that their expansion also reflects an easing of the regulatory hiccups, legal challenges, and political controversies that threatened to throttle the industry in its early days. Maryland lawmakers dedicated few resources to launching the industry, relying on a panel of volunteers to come up with a way to regulate and administer it. 
The General Assembly also spent few years debating how to restructure the industry's regulations, passing new laws to expand how companies could hold licenses to grow and process the drug. We're basically, we've basically been operating on quicksand since the beginning, said Mackie Barch, who chair, who now chairs the Maryland Wholesale Medical Cannabis Trade Association. As the industry has taken off, some jurisdictions that were initially reluctant to embrace it have shifted their stances. Carroll and Ardu counties, for example, have loosened restrictions on the business. Last week, the University of Maryland School of Pharmacy launched its inaugural master's degree program in medical cannabis and therapeutics. Um, fun fact about Mr. Sativa. Um, I had a, um, I, I had my junior year English teacher who was pretty good teacher who I liked. And, um, she, she actually went to the University of Maryland. I mean, I just wanted, just wanted to throw that out there. Um, I mean, if I, if I saw her at like a bar, like now is that I'm like pretty, now that I'm in my thirties and high school's like a way over a decade ago. I mean, I would totally have drinks with her, but yeah, she rubbed the, ter the terrapins pretty hard. I remember. So just wanted to throw something out there to the Maryland family, but let's, let's continue the article. And growers are carving out niche products in an attempt to differentiate themselves and quarter the market share. Baltimore-based Curio Wellness sells marijuana salves in a spa setting that also offers massages and acupuncture. Greenleaf developed a G-Leaf brand, which Goldberg described as a top-flight option comparable to the Pappy Van Winkle brand of whiskey. Barch, who owns the growing firm Calta, categorized this marijuana brand as similar to that of craft beer artisanally grown and sought after by connoisseurs but not hard to find things think dogfish had beer it's good stuff um i've had um in, in college i've had some dogfish um had beer i had like their 90 minute and i only needed like two of those um i remember those are like among the first few beers i like bought legally when i was old enough when i turned 21 but let's continue then Windergarden described his mass production operation as the Budweiser of the state's cannabis industry, consistent, affordable, dependable, and widely available. We want to be everywhere, he said, from his greenhouse in this rural corner of the eastern shore, where he grows more than a hundred strains, among them lemon strunk for depression, crazy train for anxiety, and shark shock for epilepsy. The General Assembly has created a work group to determine how the state could structure a legal market. Recommendations are due by the end of the year, in time for a debate during the 2020 legislative session. Governor Larry Hogan, who in the past has said legalization should wait until the medical cannabis industry stabilizes, declined an interview request last week. Typical, typical Republican. Oh, small government, let people make their own choices. But if it's for that devil's lettuce who I, I don't I don't like because the wrong people do it and because it's going to ruin family values and think of the children, then I don't want to respond to it or I want to say no to my state, my state and my citizens doing it. Such hypocrites. It's like they all read out. It's like all all these Republicans read out the same playbook. Like my governor is like he's a Republican, too, in Massachusetts. He, he's the same way, too. So I know how it is, folks. 
Officially, the cannabis wholesale industry is neutral on whether Maryland should legalize a drug for adult use, but several individual growers say they'd prefer to wait a few years before it launches since patient demand is already so high. We should allow other states to blaze a path forward, Windergarden said. Then we should model it after another state where it works. We have worked hard, we spent a lot of money, and we'd like to operate for a few years. Let it settle before we have another round of fights in Annapolis. End of article. So there you have it, folks. Demand is through the roof in Maryland. And um, although the governor is not ready for it, recreational is coming. And if you talk to your lawmakers and you override Governor Hogan, then you might just get it. So I'll just put in the show notes um, resources to reach your lawmakers. And, you know, we got to keep mounting pressure on these on these lawmakers and on governors that are reluctant. You know, again, like I always say, the the lawmakers and public officials and governors, they work for the citizens of the state. They get your tax money to get a salary and, and they are funded off the taxpayers. They work for us and not the other way around. And we must never let these people forget that. So I hope you guys got a lot out of it. Peace. If you find yourself coming around often to my podcast and want to support and expand our humble little project, there are a few ways you can support us. We plan on doing big and humble little things with our projects, such as getting to trade shows, visiting other MMJ and recreational states, and doing on-field work. Supporting us helps us keep the lights on, pay rent, pay for hosting and equipment, and travel. And you can do this by going to www.anchor.com dot fm slash i am cannabis sativa podcast slash support you can also support me now on patreon at www.patreon.com slash ic sativa podcast you can support the podcast for as little as one dollar a month we also have five dollar and ten dollar tiers if you're feeling extra generous and those come with their own benefits too and um, if you subscribe to the the 10 and above tier, you you get some personal time if you're over 21 with Mr. Sativa. So, uh, you know, you can chat with me on Discord. You know, we can have 15 minute one on one time. So you get you get exclusive episodes, you get early releases when you join these tiers. And you can also subscribe and find our podcast Spotify, iTunes, Anchor FM, Overcast, Radio Republic, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. Follow us on socials at um on, on Twitter, for example, at IC Sativa Podcast and on Instagram at I am Cannabis Sativa. And as always, stay medicated, my friends. Peace.